It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 608 on a Saturday morning. We are broadcasting live this morning from the Holcomb Bridge Pike Nursery. We'll be here till 9 o'clock in the morning, and we are already entertaining guests who have brought their plants to identify their weeds and other things that they need to identify. And you're welcome to do the same. If you come by the Holcomb Bridge Pike Nursery this morning, we will entertain you until 9 o'clock with any kind of answer that you desire, whether it's about your lawn or your trees your shrubs, your flowers, your ground covers, your indoor house plants. If you have anything that needs answering about your garden, we're here to help. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, alongside Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery. And today, special, special ceremony today, the laying on of thumbs, we call it. Mickey Gasway will take her right thumb, will put it beside your right thumb, and will give you the gift of green thumbery for the rest of your life. So be sure and come by the Holcomb Bridge Pike and get your thumb laid upon because Mike, Mickey Gasway will give that to you right here in line while you wait. Stand back. Stand back. Get out the fire hoses. Keep the people in the crowds away. Mickey Gasway will be here to answer your questions about gardening and design and things like that as well. It's going to be a very pleasant today. The high today in the low 60s. Clear, chilly tonight, maybe in the 30s. There has been some worry that the temperatures might be of uh, a little bit of concern to gardeners about whether or not their annuals, the tomatoes, of course, they planted two weeks ago when we told them not to plant the tomatoes two weeks ago. Mickey, I planted tomatoes two weeks ago, and they're looking fine. Well, I've got mine. Um, I did some from seed, and I've been hauling them in and out. I've, yeah. pl I've, put, I've potted them up. But I've been hauling them in and out. I'm going to wait till next week. You're going to wait My daddy week. said you pay your All taxes right. and then you plant your tomatoes. Well, Mickey Gasway <laughs> is going to haul them in and out. And Mr. Reeves has his tomatoes already in the ground. Not that they've grown very much. They're about an inch taller than they were two weeks ago. But my theory, my, my, my trial this year, Mickey, is I took pieces of roofing shingle and put around them. Keep it warm. I cannot warm say them. that it's killed them, certainly, and it certainly is certain they're alive and they seem to be healthy and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to say the black roofing shingle around each of my three tomato plants has so far kept them from harm. We'll see what happens tonight if it gets down to way low 30s. We will see about that. If you have questions about what to do to protect your plants, which I'm not sure you really need to do, but if you have a question about that as well, let's give that phone number one more time, 404 872 0750 404-872-0750 gets you in and Mickey Gasaway I have another in our regular installments of or perhaps irregular installments of people dumber than us oh are there there are <laughs> as a matter of fact let me find out where this poor fellow is from Everton Washington I believe this guy lives in and uh, what was his name let me get his name here his name Mr. Well, it doesn't really tell his name. Yes, it is. Randy Vilhulian. Yes. Randy Vilhulian was there in Everton, Washington, and decided that he would do an organic method of controlling weeds. It's called oh. propane flame weeding. And he had a special propane flame weeder, and he had a little patch of flowers and things in the front of his house, and he thought, oh, God, get those weeds. There's not going to be any more weeds there. It's cheap and it's easy. 
And he went out there and started uh, burning the weeds at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Lived in the house 20 years, 120-year-old house. And he described it after it as being sort of Timmy totally, totally destroyed. Oh, my gosh. Smoke got most of it. Fire got a bit of it. And so the uh, fire department had to come in and put out the fire. And he said, well, I guess I had a few things in there, but I can replace them. But I didn't think that flame weeding, he said, was all oh that gosh. dangerous. And the wood, the flame got into the mulch or the grass or the something or other, went up the side of his house. And so that's another person, another example of somebody not quite as smart as thee and I. Well, you know, that reminds me of how people used to burn their Bermuda lawns. Sure. And it's, it was fine on the farm, but it's just not Ooh, practical. Get into your mulch it's and just not in a practical cedar-sided thing. garage. Yeah. You'll be in all sorts of trouble if you try to burn your, burn your lawns. We do not recommend and burning never, lawns. Never. Very big liability. Mm -hmm. Don't put flames around the house. Even though those flame weeders are advertised as <laughs> organic and all that kind of stuff, just don't do it. Or if you do do it, have a couple of observer, observers around you and a bucket of water. Maybe I mean, if you live next door to the fire department. If you live next door to the fire department, those boys will come that. outside and sit on chairs and watch you <laughs> and aim their fire hose at you when you strike the match to make sure you don't get in any bigger trouble that will require their services. If you have a garden question, 404-872-0750. Look, 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 Mickey, right here. Who's coming to Boys Business? It is our friend Nicole from Griffin, Georgia. Hey, Nicole, good morning. Welcome to Lawn and Garden. Good morning, both of you. Good morning. Donna, so, Donna! So, uh, Nicole, I was thinking of you this week. Thinking of you this week because last week we talked about wasps. You said honeybees. I still think they're wasps. But we all know that there are wasps, paper wasps, that make their hanging down nests, and we talked about being in outhouses and such as that. Well, I saw a picture this week of a guy, a researcher, who had a colony of these paper wasps. And you know, the way they make their nests is they go out to the woods or someplace and they pick up a mouthful of bark or tree, tree fabric and they, they take it to make their nest. They chew it up, they make a little gray paper and they make their nest out of that. So this guy had a colony of these paper wasps and rather than letting them go freely forage, he gave them colored construction paper. And they took little mouthfuls of blue and red and pink and green and yellow construction paper and made their paper wasp nest. Oh, my goodness, Nicole, it was really, really pretty. Do you really believe that? I saw it with my own eyes. I saw it, it with my own It was on the Internet, so you know it's true. It's got to be. You know, they would uh, digest the uh, collars and get... Yeah, but they don't digest it. They just chew it up. You know, your chewing gum stays the same color when you chew your chewing gum. And so um, their paper that they made the nest from, it stayed the same color. It was really pretty. You can look it up. I'm not going to, uh, I can't tell you exactly how I found it. But uh, if you type up uh, in Google, if you say something like wasp colored nest or something like that, I think you could find it very rapidly. Well, maybe because the birds uh, take anything to make dentists, but they don't, you know, chew any, anything, sure, you know. Sure, you're right. They take dryer sheets and yarn and dog hair and all sorts of things to make their nest. Yes, yes, yes. So Talking, what's on your mind this morning, Nicole? Well, it's Azalea Evan, isn't it? 
Um, no, right now it's Azalea Evan. It is absolutely. I think it's been the prettiest year for azaleas. We were in Atlanta yesterday, and they were just all these old, old azaleas, the huge ones, and it was just beautiful. And the early blooming native azaleas yeah. that are real fragrant right now, oh, my goodness, yeah. they smell good. Yes, and um, you see I had one that I planted the wrong, the right, wrong place. It's big, yeah. big. Side a utility building, and they never bloomed because it was cooking in summertime. Yeah. But this year, for the first time, it bloomed. I was just like, because I think the humidity, we had so much water, it gave them, because the roots are really close on the ground, isn't it? Yeah. Underneath and, the and tree. And they like to be sort of cool, too. So in full sun, azaleas get hot roots. They don't much care for that. So it's just a real big show. How do we propagate them? Oh, we just don't bother. I think you don't bother. We had that fellow Buddy Lee on the uh, radio show last Saturday, and Buddy Lee, of course, has introduced all these Encore azaleas. And Encore azaleas are patented, most of them, and so you really are not supposed to propagate cuttings of Encore azaleas to put in your yard. And the other azaleas, the Japanese azaleas that bloom so nicely right now, I suppose you can propagate them, but... Honestly and truly, Nicole, they're so inexpensive. You go to Pike and they're a couple of dollars for a little quart can or go to any big box store and they're a couple of dollars for not a very big shrub. It's about as easy to pick it up yourself and, and buy it from a nursery and let them worry about the propagation and you just plant it and enjoy it. Yeah, so many colors to choose from, isn't it? So many yeah. big bloom yeah, yeah, yeah. and small bloom. Talking about tomatoes, you know what I do every year? I take a 55-gallon drum. It's white and I put the lids on and I put all my uh, tomato seed from last year, and I put it there, <laughs> and I'll come back. I have probably 100 plants of little tomatoes. Oh, wow. Yes, but some years too cold, but some years, because I have the light, and uh -huh. I close the lids during, you know, when it's very cold. So you're growing them inside the drum, Nicole? Yes, yes. I put and the drum you... on, the, on the side, yeah. and I cut uh, uh, a lid, and I put two uh, angel. Right. And uh, when it's when it's too cold, I close it back. But it's springtime, mm -hmm. good cool if it's just uh, and it's your own seed, you know. And uh, yeah, sometimes those seeds don't come back true. They come back a little bitty little cherry tomatoes. Little cherry tomatoes mm -hmm. is the one that I I'm think of come. coming back. Oh, they don't come back the same. The same. Uh, no, not at all. But okay. there might be something unique and interesting about the that's ones right. that come back. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. This, that's what gardening is all about, isn't it's it? It's all about. It's finding a little experimentation, finding a plant that you're good at growing. Sometimes that plant might be a weed. We have a guest here this morning who says she loves that houtonia, that uh, chameleon mm -hmm. plant. And Mickey and I both wrinkled up our noses and said, that plant is a thug. You don't want that. No, I like this plant. I like this in my garden. <laughs> well, she's welcome to it. Do not give me any of that stuff. Nicole, it's great talking to you. we got to go. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day, my Bye friend. We'll see you next Saturday morning at 618. You're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the Lawn and Garden advice you need. Well, all we got this morning is it's going to be a great day to be outside on the chilly side, perhaps, but still a great day to garden. Quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Sunny, windy highs in the, well, let's call the low 60s this afternoon. Clear and cold tonight, low 30s perhaps. 
Not much more than that tomorrow, but it will be warming up on a warming trend. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We've got who's coming in here the longest time. We've got uh, Alan in Lawrenceville who joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Alan. Good morning. How are you doing this morning, Walter? We're great, Alan. How can we help? I have got a plum tree, Walter, that has appears that appears dead to me. My other trees in the yard have budded. Some of them have yeah. even bloomed out. But yeah. this plum tree does not look good. And I was wondering, it's got a, it's got kind of a hard crustacean all over it. Sure. And I was just wondering if you have any suggestions. Should I do any pruning to it right now or just let it go? Or what are your thoughts? Does it have, did it have any leaves on it at all, Alan? No, sir. It's dead. I mean, it's uh, called the undertaker. It is gone. It is bye-bye. If it does not have leaves right now, it is no longer with us. All right. I mean, would you literally, I mean, cut it all the way down, or would you maybe prune it and there's just no chance you don't believe it could come back or anything? It's not going to come back. Now, me, I mean, if you're talking to somebody on a personal level, Alan, I would cut it back to about four feet high, and I'd put blue wine bottles all over the branches and make a little <laughs> bottle tree out of it. That's what I would do. But in your, your case, HOA in you your neighborhood, I don't know if they're going to like that too much in Lawrenceville, Allen, but you could do that if you want to. But I'm telling you right now, it is not going to come back and make you any plums. Those crustaceous things you saw around the limbs were probably black knot. It's Correct. a very uh -huh. common disease on plums. It has no preventative. The only thing you can do is to prune them out, and frankly, they'll kill the tree eventually anyway if you get black knot on your plums. So you're going to do what you would have done eventually anyway, and that's to prune it down to the ground or decorate it. Up to you. You choose, Alan. And next time you can put some lime around it, and that slows the black knot down. Some. A little bit. Just because it's a better environment to grow in. I think the lime raises pH, makes them happy that way. Thanks for calling, Alan. we got to get out of here at 628 at News Talk WSB. Back after news. Shut up, hush your mouth. Can't you hear you talk too loud? It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. In front of a very live audience this morning at the Holcomb Bridge Pike Nursery Store this morning, the folks at the Rivermont Station Chick-fil-A have been up early, and they have been frying us up some chicken biscuits we'll have delivered in just a few minutes here, and our audience will be even more hepped up this morning because they will be supplying the uh, coffee as well as Chick-fil-A biscuits this morning. We thank our friends at Rivermont Station Chick-fil-A. And don't forget, if you come by Holcomb Bridge Pike Nursery, only people who attend are able to register to win the night at Chateau Elan with the couple's massage included. That's a good deal. That's a really good deal. And we'll see how many people get here, but it's only the people who come. You don't have to be present to win, but only the people who come here this morning have a chance to win. And who do I see rolling through the door right now? Chick-fil-A. Yes, indeed, Chick-fil-A has arrived. And my... Entire audience has disappeared, sad to say. Well, we have our radio and uh, phone audience as well, so let's go to the phones, Mickey Gazaway, and let's talk to... Do, 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 do. We've got uh, Marie in Douglasville who joins us on Lawn and Garden. 
Hey, Marie. Good morning. Oh, hi, Walter. I have a, a, a beautiful amaryllis that was given to me. What should I do with this? Oh, we'll leave it in the window for just a minute because it's a little cold. Kirk, you just heard, said it's going to be cold this weekend. Uh, when the temperatures have warmed back up again in a week or two maybe, you can start bringing it outside slowly. Don't put it out in full sun immediately or anything to give it uh, you know, sunburn. But after a while, after a couple of weeks of being in sort of real bright shade and gradually giving it more sun during the day, you can plant it outside. I've got one of the guests here who has red lion amaryllis that has been growing there for how many years? Five years? Oh. Longer. More, more than five years long. It just has these potted amaryllis that line the side of her walk and grow, bloom, look great every year. So you can you do that. Leave, you don't leave it in the pot. No, you plant it in the ground. Plant like a it nice in the ground and it'll, it'll last. It'll be okay. <laughs> Most years, yes. If we got a really, really bad cold down to five degrees, I make no bets on the amaryllis. But in most years, amaryllis will survive outside just fine. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Good luck for it, Marie. You're going to have a really pretty plant. And remember, they won't bloom in December by any means. They'll bloom starting about right now into probably the middle of May, depending on the variety that you have. Oh, it's beautiful. All right. Yeah. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for okay. calling. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty gets you to take Marie's place. By the way, Billy and Noonan, I want you to stick around for a little while. I've got some specific information for you about planting your squash. But first in line comes Lonnie from Woodstock. Join us on Lawn and Garden, Lonnie. Hey, good morning. Morning, Walter. I ain't talked to you in three and a half years. But listen, my quick question is, I'm worried about the freeze. I went ahead and put my garden out. Yeah. And I got a fence around my garden, so I was thinking about spreading tarps over the top. But is it more important to cover the top to prevent the freeze or go around from the sides or both? I am not a physicist and I'm not a weather forecaster, but my own opinion is over the top is better. And I think that's true because I think the, I mean, the theory, Mickey, of, of protecting plants is to hold in the soil's heat, Keep the right? soil warm. Yeah, that's to, to try to get that soil warmth to come up around the leaves of your plant. And so if there's any way to cover over the top, there's less, what do they call it? Not transference, but... Um, Transpiration. It's whatever you call it when the light goes up into the sky. And when, when light, or in this case, when uh, darkness, in a sense, goes up into the sky, that is when you have frost forming. That's when you have the freezing of the, of the water in the cells of your plant. And by having a little bit of shade over your plants, there's much less chance of there being a frost on the leaves of the plant. And so if you, if you want an example of this, I'll give you a good example. I have the end of my house is partially covered by a flowering cherry. And I've noticed some mornings that it's real cold and a frost has been predicted. I look out and there's frost, you know, how it looks all over the shingles of houses in your neighborhood. And there will be frost on the shingles of my house, except where the limbs of the flowering cherry cover those shingles because there's less of that transmittance of, uh, of light and heat off the shingles. And so it doesn't form the frost on those shingles that are covered by the tree. So for you, again, Lonnie, I think over the top makes more sense than down around the sides. Well, I thank you so much, Walter, and have a wonderful day. Don't let it be three and a half years, Lonnie. I'd like to hear from you in at least every year or so. Last time you told me I was the most countryfied talking fella you'd ever talked to. 
Lonnie, I don't think you've lost that title. I think you're still still pretty close to the most countrified I have talked to recently. Yes, indeed you are. And that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling, Lonnie. We'll see you soon. Well, Y'all have a good day, you and Mickey. Thank you. Thank you, sir. 404-872-0750 gets you in to take Lonnie's place. If you want to talk countryfied on this show, more power to you. Billy is in Noonan and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Billy, morning. Good morning, Walter. I've put some tomatoes out, and I've got a bucket over them today just in case, and I'm going to put it over them tomorrow, but I'm wondering if the Bi- ground's Bi- warming Billy, up. Get it on. My squad. Billy, wait a minute. We want to know if you want to be in the contest for the most countryfied caller of the morning there. <laughs> well, I've, because I've you and heard, Ronnie together are going to win I'm it hands bit, down, I think. Uh, country myself. <sighs> so keep it going, Billy. Keep going. I'm wondering we'll if the ground temperature is warm enough yet for me to squash, plant my squash, zucchini, and my green beans. I've, like I said, I've got some tomatoes out, but I covered them last night, even though it right. probably didn't need it, but I'll cover them again tonight. Billy, do you go on Highway 85, State 85, from Noonan up through Fayetteville, Fayette yes. County? Yes, sir. If you go up to State 85, on the left, just as you're approaching uh, Fayetteville, there is a garden, what used to be a garden center, that's owned by my friend Stephen Stinchcomb, who's now an artist, and he paints and does various garden arts. He doesn't have a nursery there anymore, but he says uh, turnip seed garden there, as you see, as you come up into Fayetteville. And I talked to Stephen yesterday. We had a very good, informative discussion about the mating habits of swans, because he has swans on his lake there. And uh, we discussed that and reached a couple of conclusions about swans and their mating habits. But one of the things that Stephen taught me years and years ago was how to know when to plant squash. And he says you drive around Fayette County and you have little bridges that are by creeks, bridges on on the highway pass over. And he says if the guys who are fishing in that creek are sitting on five-gallon buckets, it's not yet time. As if they're standing, it's going to be another month or so before it's time to plant. But if the guys who are fishing on the creek sides in Fayette County are sitting on the ground in their shorts with a T-shirt on, it is time to plant squash. Ah. Uh. Ah. So somewhere there in Coweta County, drive around a little bit, and you can see those little creeks that have the bridges. Look for people fishing and see where they're sitting or standing. That will tell you immediately whether it's warm enough, whether the soil is warm enough to plant squash. Okay. Now, you think I'm telling you a story, but I am not telling you a bit of thing that is not true, true, true. Because the, the right soil temperature for planting squash, Billy, is around 65 degrees. And right now, our soil temperatures are down into the mid to high 50s mm-hmm. and it would not be comfortable to sit out there in your shorts but if green because i plant all of this with same thing. my squash and same yeah. same thing they need to be warm mickey and i have known for years and years that warm soil is what you really have to have for squash and beans and corn okay. and uh, melons and things like that oh, okay. so uh soil temperature determines it and people's behavior can tell you what the soil temperature is without needing a well, thermometer can you trust the website that I've looked up that's giving me soil temperature in this area? Yeah, sure, you can. Okay. And I believe if you go and look at the georgiaweather.net website, it's mm-hmm. going to say that things at the two-inch depth, that's where I usually look, uh, soil temperatures at the two-inch depth are in the high 50s right now. Okay. I've had a lot of moss in my Bermuda, even in areas that's a lot of sun. Have you got any suggestions mm-hmm. for that? I've had two soil tests and try to do what it mm-hmm. says, but... Uh, Probably doesn't have anything to do with soil testing. It has all to do with water, hard soil, 
usually shade, but if you have enough water and enough hard clay soil, that's where moss would oh, love okay. to grow, and the Bermuda sort of wouldn't like to grow there. So figure out why the soil is hard and fix that, Billy. It's most, okay. most likely your problem. So Laminarite. 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 Mickey's right. Okay, well, I have an aerator myself, a big one, so. All right, Damn. go to it. Oh, Billy, we've got to get out of here, but I do so appreciate much. the call. Thank you, sir. Tell them, hey, in Coweta County for us. We've got time for, I'm sure we've got to get in here and get Chris in. Chris is out in Monroe, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're great, Chris. How can we help? Okay, so I would like to do my own lawn as far as um, keeping weeds and stuff out of, sure. out of Bermuda uh, lawn. And I live in a neighborhood that uh, you have to keep it really nice. And I've bought this stuff called Image. Uh, from Home Depot, and I've had good results with it, but I still have some weeds, and and I put a pre-emergent down, like I've got pre-emergent mm -hmm. weed and feed, mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's better to go with a lawn service or if it's something that I can just keep on top of. Um, so I guess my question is, is there something that I can get that's better than something you'd buy at Home Depot and some of these big uh, companies use uh, to keep the weeds completely weed-free? The yard. You don't realize it, Chris, but two words or three words you said just a minute a minute ago are the most important thing about keeping weeds out of a lawn. You said keep on top of. That's yes, one sir. of the keys to weed control in a lawn, and that's one of the reasons that the lawn services do what they do well is because they're regularly there taking care of all the weed problems at one time, keeping on top of the weed situation. And so if you will follow a calendar of treatment of doing exactly what it says on the label for all the Scots and Bonide, Pike of course carries Bonide products and do a real good job. But if you'll follow their label directions and do it at the schedule that it says yeah, to do it, time. you'll be fine. If you time things out, you see. can do it yourself, absolutely. Okay, because, you know, they, wanna, they want like $45 and they want to come out seven times a year. And I'm thinking to yeah. myself, I don't mind putting the labor in, but, sure. you know, I just don't know what to use. And, um, ah, and, that's why you, know. you call call Mickey. That's why you call <laughs> Mickey and myself. Why you need a Pike Nursery over there in Monroe? Um, here's what I would do, Chris. Two things. One is to go to my website and type the word lawn calendar or calendars. I can't remember which gets you there quickest. But type lawn calendar into the search line on my WalterReeves.com website. And that'll okay. bring you up a calendar of care and maintenance and scheduling and month by month and that sort of thing. So that's one thing to do. And the other thing is learn to recognize weeds because that's one of the keys to being on top of them is to learn right. which ones you have and how they behave and whether a pre-emergent works best or a post-emergent works best and when to apply it and that sort of thing. So if you learn to identify weeds and learn to follow a schedule, absolutely you can save that 40 or $50 a month and do it all yourself. And be sure and read the directions on your um uh, herbicides because yeah. if you don't you can really mess yourself up so be okay. sure and read all the directions yeah because the image is certain times image of the year that important. you can use uh, the image sometimes you cannot use it and so you that's can one never of the use things. it on fescue yep can't use it on fescue you <clears throat> shouldn't really use it when it's greening right. up like Bermuda is right now but read the label follow the schedule and you'll be I think have your best lawn in the whole neighborhood there in Monroe, Chris. we got to go, but I do appreciate the call at 648, and you're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend, and the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. 
News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. I'm a fiddle when my dad is ill the day he died. And he took me by the hand, held me close to his side. Said to live a good life, play my fiddle with pride. And thank God, oh, it's nothing for. Well, my daddy taught me young how to hunt and how to whittle. It's four minutes past the hour. Good weather update. Parking by Ackerman Security. Sunny, windy, highs today in the low 60s. Clear and chilly tonight. Kirk is saying frost. I'm saying maybe not so much frost, but low 30s nonetheless. Warming up tomorrow. Your full weekend forecast comes in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We're broadcasting live this morning from our friends at Pike Nursery at Holcomb Bridge. And we are being sponsored by the good friends at Chick-fil-A Rivermont Station who brought our Chick-fil-A biscuits and our coffee this morning. And don't forget Chateau Elan will have a drawing and just drawing at the end of the show for a uh, night stay at Chateau Elan, a couple's massage. And only people who attend our remote this, this morning at Holcomb Bridge Pike will be able to enter that drawing. William is out in Loganville and he joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, William, good morning. Let me click William one more time here. Click. There he is. Hey, William. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all today? We are fine. Yeah. How can we help, Good. William? Hey, uh, I've got a concern. I'd like to incorporate some blueberry bushes in the lower part of my yard and my landscape, but my concern is the runoff from a Bermuda lawn. Do I yeah. have any concern? Because, you know, they take two different nutrients. Yeah. With affecting my blueberries if I plant One of the concerns I would have is, is weed killer. How much weed killer is being applied to your lawn? Uh, very little. Uh, All right. I either weed by hand or spot spray. As far as nutrients, I don't think there's a big deal. Most of the time, fertilizers and things that are applied, even on a slope, they pretty much they dissolve and they you know incorporate in the first couple, three inches maybe of soil, but they don't rush down the hill unless there's a big thunderstorm right after you apply or something like that. Make right. sure you don't lime your blueberries. Yeah, though, that, exactly. You, your... you lime your yard, and that, yeah. that was my yeah. concern there. Was, it moves. It, was the it doesn't move there, so. much. No, lime doesn't, doesn't move, move either. Lime's going to okay. stay where you put it, so you're fine there. All right, good deal. Also, okay. my grandmother always said that if you could walk barefooted outside, you could... <laughs> That's right. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Barefooted outside. No socks, no shoes. Barefooted. Barefooted. Then it's time to plant your thing. And you mentioned your, in your note here on my computer, William, that you're playing blue suede blueberries. That is a really yeah. good variety of blueberry. And it's a, the reason I want to incorporate it is the fall foliage that it shows yes. in the picture. I went to the yeah. UGA website and uh, looked at those new cultivars, and this is some of the ones that you can find in the nurseries now. Yeah. And, uh, is it a high bush blueberry? No, it's regular. Or is it a uh, I think it's regular rabbit eye. Rabbit eye I it's think. A regular okay. rabbit I don't know. Eye. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm and it's got sure. beautiful, uh, sort of looks like a burning bush uh, in the fall. Yeah. Beautiful foliage on it. Well, I want to compliment, uh, William, I want to compliment Mickey and Pike Nursery because I bought some southern highbush blueberry in the spring, and they have blueberries, blueberries on them right. right this very yeah. minute. And uh, I'm really excited harvest. about that. So highbush blueberries or southern highbush, as we call them at uh, Pike Nursery, they do really well for early fruiting. And then the mm -hmm. rabbit eye blueberries, blue suede and tiff blue and climax and the rest of them, they all do really nicely for the middle of the summer blueberries. It's a pretty much unparalleled good fruiting plant. Antioxidants, easy to grow, doesn't have many pests, has bulletproof. fall color, mm -hmm. bulletproof. Mm. 
It's a good one. Run yeah. by Pike Nursery. Any any Pike location, of course, but if you want to come by and see us at the Holcomb Ridge Pike this morning, we'll be happy to entertain you here and feed you as well. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden right after news. Hey.